would hurt more than my knees, but it's the knees. Of course, we All right, everybody turn to Hebrews 1. I posted this in the group, but... <clears throat> it's got a title? Oh, yeah. Who are the heirs of promise? Okay. The notes are in the group if you want to refer to them. There's a couple things while we were going through Wednesday's message <clears throat> that stood out. And a lot of stuff. That stood yeah. Out. But I started looking up some of the, the Hebrew and the Greek behind it, and uh, it was interesting what I found. Um, for those that... I should say for those those that only read the English and don't go back and check out the Greek and the Hebrew on it, they're hurting themselves. Yeah. Because say they're missing a lot of information. There is a lot um, in the Hebrew and the Greek that the English skipped right on over and mistranslated and all kinds of other stuff. But um, two words I want to show you um, the Hebrew word Yerosh which is Y-A-R A-S-H Y-A-R-A-S-H and it means to occupy by driving out a former resident to occupy by driving out a former resident To cast out a former tenant. Did you get it? To occupy by driving out a former resident. To cast out a former tenant. That's the Hebrew word for the word air. A-G-I-R. H. E I R. So, in order to inherit something in the Hebrew language understanding, you had to drive out somebody that was there before. All right. The Greek word, kleronomio, K L E R O N. O-M-E-O. And it means to obtain by legal will or document. To obtain by legal will or document. Now, the two differences one, the Hebrew, they their their understanding of an heir was if I was to give you, let's say, a, a parcel of land, 
-hmm. as as a covenant or promise as something that I'm going to will to you, you would have to drive the inhabitants out of that land to obtain it. Oh, how could you give it if you didn't? That's just it. If it was given by Yahweh, he gave it to me. It's my job to give it to you and pass it down. It's your job to drive out the inhabitants. Oh. Okay. <clears throat> the Greek understanding of it <clears throat> was through law. In other words, if I if I passed you something down, it had to be done via the law. So it didn't matter if somebody else was on that property or not. As long as it was legal, I could do it. All right. Mm -hmm. okay. But it had to be done via a will or a document, a legal document. All right. It's kind of like selling a house and stuff nowadays. Basically, yeah. Um, but everything, everything in the Greek understanding of it, everything had to be done legally by will. Well, legally means via the law. Without the law, it can't be done. So without law, you cannot receive an inheritance. Follow that? Yep. The same concept goes for the promises Yahweh gave to Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. You cannot obtain those promises without the law. And if you don't go back and check the law. If you don't obey the law via commandment, then you don't get the inheritance. It's simple as that. Yeah. All right. Pretty clear. Yeah. So Hebrews 1, verse 14, it says, Are they not all ministering spirits sent forth to minister for them who shall be heirs? And again, that word heir is the, whatever I told you it was. Paranomio, mm -hmm. and that is by law. So let me read it this way. Are they not all ministering spirits, and the word ministering means servants, serving spirits sent forth to serve for them who shall be by law an inheritor of salvation? Again, the word salvation means deliverance. So without liberty... I mean, you can't you can't have freedom. You can't have liberty without law. That's what the Democrats are having a fit right now with is they're trying to throw out the law, thinking that they can have more liberal more liberty, and it doesn't work that way. No. That was something the the founding fathers understood. They don't. First Corinthians fifteen. Two things that the word heir from the Hebrew uh, has in common is the principle and the ideology behind an heir and a circumcised person. The heir, which is the Hebrew word yirash, and then the, Greek, the Hebrew word for circumcision is mola, M-O-L-A-H. Both mean the exact same thing. 
Mola means you have to cut off an inhabitant, whereas Yerosh means you have to drive him out. Okay, either way it has to be removed. It's the same concept. Both have to be removed, okay? <clears throat> so, in order to inherit, one has to be circumcised. Not the physical understanding of the word circumcision, but the spiritual side. All right, I'm going to show you this. This is part of what Paul was preaching. 1 Corinthians 15, 50. Now this I say, brethren, that flesh and blood cannot inherit. we got two sections here, two, two concepts that are found in the same verse. Flesh and blood pertains to the uncircumcised. Mm -hmm. Inherit pertains to the law. All right. So, by law, a person has to be driven out by force in order to receive an inheritance. Does that make sense? Yeah. Not to you. Flesh and blood refers to the inhabitant that needs to be driven out by force. In order for us, the spirit man, the new creation, to inherit the kingdom. Mm -hmm. All right. And flesh and blood is a mentality. Yeah. That's all it is. It's just a mentality. The way we process things, the way we look at things, the way we... Uh, what do you call it? Uh, Think about stuff. Yeah, the 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 concept and the the way we look at things, and how the mind thinks. That's all flesh and blood. It reminds me when I stepped out mm -hmm. when I got burnt. I understand when it says that the stuff of this world mm -hmm. is doesn't mean anything, right? When I stepped out, it was like, no concerns, mm -hmm. no worries, no. I'm sitting there going, oh, this is nice. I like this. Mm -hmm. I mean, that's what I mean. You're, you're, you're light. You're, you don't. Everything that you see and feel and worry about and touch and all that, there's no meaning at all. No. 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 It's, it's like. It, it, there's no... It's like the difference between a hard, solid table and the air. Right. It, there's no comparison. Nope. It's just... But, but <clears throat> like, for an example, the thought process. What, how we view... Well, let's say possessions. How we view possessions. There are, are possessions in life that, that we think we can't live without. Whereas in the spiritual side of it, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. It, it, there's no there's no value of mm -hmm. it or value to it. So it doesn't really matter. I mean, money, all that does not matter. Mm -hmm. There's no value to any of it. No, there's not. Watch this. It's like it's like your mind is cleared. Yeah, exactly. Flesh and blood cannot inherit, and again, the word inherit is via law, 
the kingdom of Yahweh. Neither does corruption inherit incorruption. What do we see corruption as? Breaking the law. Okay. Corruption, The let me show you the Greek behind it. <clears throat> the word corruption is pithoria. It means decay, ruin, to destroy or perish. From the Greek word pithero, means to spoil by any process, any process, to spoil. The word spoil means to rob by any process by moral influences or depravity. In other words, it's payoffs. Mm -hmm. That's what the word corruption means. A, a person that is corrupt will take a payoff for an immoral act or a, an immoral um, function. Let's say if I try to justify stealing something, whether it's food or whatever. If I try to justify that, I'm paying off the, the spirit man. Mm -hmm. I'm literally bribing him, saying, well, but it's justified because I was hungry. It's never justified. No. Okay, so in that, that's what the corruption that Paul's talking about is. The, the, the corruption does not stand to inherit the incorruption. We have to understand and set things right to get rid of the corruption in order to inherit the incorruption. All right? Yep. yep. Stop moving. 1 Corinthians 3. 3? Really? Yeah. Verse 16. Know you not that you are the temple of Yahweh and that the spirit of Yahweh dwells in you. If any man defile, that word defile is the same word for corruption, ethereal. Uh -huh. If any man corrupts the temple of Yahweh, him shall Yahweh destroy. For the temple of Yahweh is holy, and the word holy again is separate. It's separate from corruption. Okay, and I'm gonna I'm gonna read that again, and hopefully it'll sink in with not just us, but whoever's listening. If any man defile or corrupt the temple of Yahweh, him shall Yahweh destroy. For the temple of Yahweh is separate from corruption, which you are. If we are the temples, then we should be separate from corruption. Should yeah. be. Should be. Verse 18, let no man deceive himself. There's the corruption. Self-deception. Oh, Self-deception. That is the, where the justification comes in. I'm trying to justify why I broke the commandment, why I committed adultery, why I... whatever. It's trying to justify it. That's the corruption. You're trying to bribe the spirit man 
which is your moral compass, into saying, oh, it's okay. Mm. All right. If any man among you seem to be wise in this world, let him become a fool that he may, he may be wise. In order to be wise of the spirit or wise in the spirit, you must be a fool in the flesh. Must be. There's no there's no way that a, a person could be well educated in the flesh and yet be wise in the spirit. It's not possible. That is where the deception comes in. I don't care how many doctorates or how many whatever, how how many degrees you have in the flesh, it means absolutely piddly squat. There is no value in the spirit realm. And I understand. All right. The wise of this world are foolish. For the wisdom of this world is foolishness with Yahweh. It is written, he takes the wise in their own. Again, the word craftiness is corruption. Deception. Yahweh knows the thoughts of the wise that they are useless. And that's the flesh and blood. The, the man that needs to be driven out, cut off. It's the thoughts of the wise. Solomon said, I'm trying to remember where he said it at, but he said, uh, every man thinks a man is wise until he opens his mouth and removes all doubt. Yeah. And it's true because when you open your mouth and I mean, you could sit there and be quiet and not say a word and the smartest man in the room would think you are wise because you're not saying anything. Mm -hmm. Well, that's true. A wise man would keep his mouth shut. Oh, and that is so hard to do. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> All right, Genesis 22. Now, I'm, I was going back over this. And it, a couple of things stood out during the message Wednesday. <clears throat> but we know the dust of the earth or the sand of the sea is a filter. All right. I said Genesis 22, didn't I? Genesis 22. Yeah. Okay. Uh, what is the dust of the earth, and what are the stars of heaven? Um, the stars of heaven are those are the three um, covenants that were given to Abraham, aren't they? Okay, I'm going to show you something. Twenty-two, verse fifteen. The angel of Yahweh called unto Abraham out of heaven the second time, and said, By myself have I sworn, saith Yahweh, for because thou hast done this thing, and hast not withheld thy son, your only son, that in blessing I will bless you, and in multiplying I will multiply your seed as, as okay, the, the stars, stars of heaven. Okay? okay. Who 
did he give the covenant of the stars of heaven to, for one? Oh, he gave it to Abraham. Okay. It's, it's specific that it was to Abraham. Okay. I'm going to show you this here in a minute. But it is specific that it was given to Abraham. Who was Abraham? He was a servant. He was a circumcised man. Aha. He had already driven out the previous inhabitant. So to him was given the stars of heaven. What are stars? The seeds, according to this. Yes and no. I mean, yes, they are seeds, but what are stars? They are errors. I'm looking more scientific, more physical. Oh, light? Okay, they are lights upon the earth. They are flaming balls of fire. Ooh. But they are light for the earth. Okay, Ooh. without the light upon the earth, the other two seeds cannot do their job. Uh-huh, yes. All right. Case in point. When does bacteria, mold, all that grow? At night or in the daylight? Night. Sure about that? Well, I've never watched mold grow, so I would think it would be dark when it would be... They grow in the light? They grow in the light. Sunlight gives energy. So when energy has been given to mold, bacteria, whatever, bacteria actually breeds in the sunlight. I'll be darned. Mm -hmm. All right. Now the stars being the light upon the earth. Watch this. Oh, I will multiply thy seed as the stars of heaven and as the sand which is upon the seashore, two seeds, and thy seed shall possess the gate of his enemies. So without the sea, the sand of the sea filtering out the bacteria and the mold, we could not drink water. Right. All right. When does the, the bacteria and the mold grow? In the sunlight. So the stars of the the heavens are to assist and aid the sand of the sea, filtering out the bacteria in the mold. Uh. At night. All right. What was the fire by night? The cloud by day and the fire by night. The cloud was well, to prevent the mold the and the bacteria. Yeah. Okay. Oh. So it couldn't oh. get sunlight. And the light at night, the fire by night, was to aid them in seeing what they were doing in the darkness. I never figured it for the mold to do. Mm -hmm. Oh, I'll be darned. All right. What happened? Is, why did he tell us to, to get rid of the leaven? Because yeast is yeast a bacteria. Will, yeah. It's a mold. What is cancer? Cancer is a bacteria. a bacteria. It's a mold.
All right, watch this. In thy seed shall all Gentiles of the earth be blessed. In whose seed? This, this is the kicker. In what seed are all Gentiles blessed? Well, the sand of the sea and the stars of heaven. Did you see that? I'll read it again. I didn't see that before. I know. I will multiply your seed, verse 17, as the stars of heaven, as and as the sand which is upon the sea, and your seed shall possess the gate of his enemies, and that seed in your seed shall all Gentiles of the earth be blessed. Not in you will all nations be blessed. Okay, this is an, an issue that I've had with Kenneth Copeland and them for quite a while. Because they think that because they are the seed of Abraham, that the blessings come through Abraham. The blessings don't come through Abraham. No. They come through his seed. Mm -hmm. All right. What seed in particular? The sand of the sea. And the stars of heaven. That's the only two seeds that the Gentiles can be blessed through. Hmm. Now, here's a kicker. I'm going to show you the word star is actually singular in the Hebrew. Star, one star. One star. It's called the Kokab. K-O-W-K-A-B. And it literally, literally means prince or princess. It would be an heir to Prince of Heaven. Oh. All right. <clears throat> Without the prince or the princes, the sea and the sand of the sea cannot do their job. I'm gonna I'm gonna finish this and we'll we'll do something. <clears throat> Verse 18. In your seed shall all Gentiles of the earth be blessed, because you have obeyed my voice. So Abraham returned unto his young men, and they arose and went together to Beersheba, and Abraham dwelt at Beersheba. Beersheba plays a particular role in the sand of the sea. And I'll, we'll get into that in another message. But right now, go to Hebrews chapter 3. Hebrews 3. Hebrews 3. <clears throat> Verse 1, wherefore, holy brethren, partakers of what? Heavenly calling. Okay, stars of heaven. Right. Partakers of the stars of heaven, 
the heavenly calling, consider the apostle and in this sentence, we have both the apostle and the high priest labeled as the same person. Yeah. Okay. So apostle and high priest are the same person. They are the same role. An apostle is a high priest. A high priest is an apostle. Okay. Consider the apostle and high priest of our profession, the prince of heaven. Messiah Yehoshua, okay, who was faithful to him that appointed him, as also Moses in all his house. For this man was counted worthy of more glory than Moses, inasmuch as he who hath built the house hath more honor than the house. Okay, who builds the house? The apostle and high priest. His sole responsibility is to build the house, the temple. Okay. For every house is builded by some, but he that built all things is Yahweh. And Moses verily faithful in all his house as a servant for a testament of those things which were to be spoken after, but Messiah as the son over his own house, whose house are we, if, which is circle the word if. if, if we hold fast the confidence and the rejoicing of the hope firm unto the end. Who builds the house? Well, we each have to build our own house. Okay. The apostle and high priest, his, his sole mission is to build the house. It's the job of the apostle to build the house. Is it the job for him to build his house or to teach others how to build their house? It's the same. Okay. It's the same thing. Because in the process of showing you how to build, he's actually building. Okay. All right. Same way as if I called in a contractor, let's say to come build me a house. I'm going to be sitting there watching him as he builds because I want to know what he's doing. I want to know where he's putting what. Oh, so you're learning. So I'm learning at the same time what he's doing, how he's doing it. Mm -hmm. All right. Now watch this. This is where it gets good. Genesis 13. I mean, not that it hasn't been good, but it gets better. Verse 14. And Yahweh said unto Abram, Who? Abram. Who is Abram? He is, he was, he was Abraham before he was Abraham, right? He was the uncircumcised. Okay. He was the inhabitant that had to be forced out in order for Abraham to receive the other two covenants. Everybody following it? He had to be forced out. Before or Abraham could inherit the other two covenants. Okay. Now watch the covenant that was given to Abram. Yahweh said unto Abram. After that lot was separated from him. 
Lift up now thine eyes, and look from the place where thou art northward, southward, eastward, westward. For all the land which you see, to thee will I give it, and to your seed forever. I want you to write down... So the uncircumcised... Oh. Watch this. I want you to write down eternal seed. Um, write down in a in an equals to them is the land. Okay, verse sixteen. I will make your seed as what? Dust. Dust of the earth. Okay, write this down. The dust of the earth is eternal. <clears throat> Just in case you haven't figured out, the other two seeds are eternal too, but... This is this is an interesting one. <clears throat> the sea, the dust of the earth is eternal. Their inheritance is the land. North, south, east, and west. That's the four corners of the earth. Okay. Mm -hmm. All right. I will make your seed as the dust of the earth. What does dust What does dust represent? Is that a way to put it? Well, let's put it this way. What else does the dust of the earth have in common? With what? With scripture. Where else can we find dust of the earth? Oh, Oh, um, let's see if the covenant was a star to Abraham and Abram has the dust, has to be dust and sand of the sea. He gets the other two. Just 10 chapters previous to this. Let's go to chapter 3. Just just 10 chapters away. Genesis 3. I, I find this awesome and interesting at the same time. Just, just, it's just 10 chapters. Just 10 chapters away. And, and he makes a statement, a bold statement. Verse 17, unto Adam he said, because you have hearkened unto the voice of your wife, now keep this in perspective. Okay. What does a carnal man do? I mean, what, what, what will he do to be at peace? Not make waves for one thing. Not make waves with his wife. Mm -hmm. He's not going to do anything to piss his wife off. 
So he's going to comply with her commands. All right, watch this. Because you have hearkened unto the voice of your wife and have eaten of the tree which I commanded you, saying you shall not eat of it, cursed is the ground dust for your sake. In sorrow shalt thou eat of it all the days of your life. Thorns also and thistles shall bring forth to you, and you shall eat the herb of the field. In the sweat of your face shall you eat bread, till you return unto the ground or dust, for out of it was were you taken. Dust you are, to dust shall you return. Okay? Mm -hmm. So the dust of the earth are who? The uncircumcised. Okay. The previous inhabitants. Mm -hmm. All right. Now watch this. There was also a covenant given to the dust of the earth in just 10 chapters away. Go back to 13. Verse 15, for all the land which you see, to thee will I give it, and to your seed forever, 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 forever. The dust of the earth was given the land forever. So what was the dust of the earth? Man. Adam's um, children. It's it's a man in particular, but for a special purpose. Hold your hand there. Go to Romans chapter three, I believe. Nope. No, let's go four, chapter four. And I'm going to read this in the context of, of how Paul would be addressing it to the Hebrews. Okay. Mm -hmm. You there? No. Verse or chapter four, verse one. Verse one. What shall we say that Abram, Abram, Abram? Our Father, as pertaining to the flesh, dust of the earth, has found. If Abram were justified by works, he had to glory. Okay. Okay? In other words, he would have something to glory about if, if Abram were justified by works. Remember, Abram is the key. Abram being the uncircumcised man. Okay? If the uncircumcised works were justified, we would be able to glory in sin. Is everybody following? But not before Yahweh. Again, going back in verse 2 to the word if. If Abram were justified by his 
fleshly works, but our fleshly works, carnal works of sin, mm -hmm. okay, he would have to glory, but not before Yahweh. For what says the scripture? Yeah, it, 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 would, it would go to him. It wouldn't. Okay. Abram, Abram believed Yahweh, and it was counted unto him for righteousness. Keep this in mind, and we're talking about the dust of the earth. Right. All right. So Abram now, see, believed this, Yahweh. This is how the story went because they're putting down Abraham, and it's not Abraham. It's not Abraham. It's, it's Abram. Abram. Right. A, this, this is, again, why people confuse Paul's writings, because they don't know what Paul's talking about. Only those that know the scriptures know what Paul's talking about. Uh -huh. All right. You have to be a student of the law in order to understand what Paul's talking about. Abram believed Yahweh and it was counted to him for righteousness. He, okay, Abram believed Yahweh. And the word believed again is the word obeyed. Right. He obeyed Yahweh and was given the dust of the earth. Okay. okay. What was the, 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 English perverted chapter 3. But what was the covenant given to Adam in Genesis chapter 3? Stars and heaven. The stars. The not, star. Not Adam. Oh, Adam. Okay. Uh, what was the covenant given to Adam in Genesis chapter 3? Uh, he was given... He was pretty much given the earth a... Okay. And all the okay. crap that's in it. Before you go any further. Adam was given a covenant after his downfall. Oh, yeah. Not before. Not before. After. Dust you are, to dust you shall return. Right. Covenant of resurrection. Oh. Dust you are presently. We are presently dust. Right. We shall return to our present nature. Oh, boy. I never saw that. Mm-hmm. It's the covenant of resurrection. I never saw that. Oh. Okay. We are... If, if we are physically... All right. I'm going to make sure I, I word this correctly. If we are physically uncircumcised and don't believe Yahweh, we don't stand to inherit anything. Right. If we are uncircumcised and believe Yahweh, we stand to inherit resurrection. I never saw that before. I know. I didn't either until Wednesday. I was like, whoa, that's new. All right. Now watch this. Now to him that works is the reward not reckoned of grace, but of debt. Again, we're still talking about the works of uncircumcision. Right. Okay. The works of the flesh, which are sin. It's not reckoned of grace, but of debt. To him that works not, but believes. To him that doesn't commit sin, but believes on Yahweh. That justifies the unrighteous. His faith is counted for righteousness. Even as David, it'd be like an atheist, even though he doesn't know if there's a God or not, or he doesn't know if there's a creator or not. If he thinks for a minute, hey, there might be something to this. I see how evolution doesn't work. 
and how creation is starting to pan out. Starting to, I'm starting to, it's starting to make sense. He just counted it as righteousness. Just that little bit. Just that little bit. Because he has never met him, but right. for some reason, it's making sense. All right? Sounds like a spirit man trying to stand up. Bingo. Even as David also describes the blessedness of the man unto whom Yahweh imputed righteousness without works. Okay? Righteousness is imputed when the flesh or the works of the flesh are not present. Is everybody following? What are the works of the flesh? Let's go and find out. Galatians chapter 5. Verse 19. Galatians 5, verse 19. Galatians 5, verse 19. The works of the flesh are revealed, which are adultery, fornication, uncleanness, lasciviousness, idolatry, witchcraft, hatred, variance, emulations, wrath, strife, seditions. What's a sedition? There's actually two definitions to the word sedition. I used to know that. Treason is one. Racism is the second. Really? Yep. It's a sedition. Because when you bring in or try to accuse someone of racism, you're trying to start a sedition. A treason. You're trying to create a war between factions. Mm. All right. Heresies, envyings, murders, drunkenness, revelings, and such like, of the which I tell you before, as I have told you in time past, that they which do these Things shall not inherit. They do not, they cannot be an heir. Well, those are, well, physical. Look, those are sins. Yeah. Okay. <clears throat> those are works of the flesh. The dust of the earth, the promise of resurrection, the promise of the land, the promise of eternity is to those that are not performing the works of the flesh. Right? right? Going back to Romans chapter 4. Let's do it again. Romans chapter 4. Verse 1. What shall we say then that Abram, our father, as pertaining to the flesh, has found? 
if Abram were justified by the works of the flesh, he hath to glory, but not before Yahweh. For what says the scripture? Abram obeyed Yahweh, and it was counted unto him for righteousness. Following? Right. So Abram refused to perform the, the, the works of the flesh. It's pretty good for someone who's not circumcised. Okay. Now watch this. <clears throat> now to him that works, again, the work of the flesh, is the reward not reckoned of grace, but of debt. As long as you are performing the lust of the flesh, the works of the flesh, you are in debt. That means you owe somebody something. Well, who do you owe? Let me show you. John 10. John 10. Verse 10. The thief comes not but for to steal, to kill, and to destroy. Oh. So who do you owe? Really? As long as you're performing the works of the flesh, you owe Halo. What you're working for? You're indebted to him. Mm. And what does he own? Let's see. <clears throat> Hebrews chapter 2. You're making me crazy. <laughs> Okay. Ready? Mm -hmm. Hebrews chapter 2, verse 14. For as much then as the children, I want you to highlight the word children. Okay. That is the word pation. Mm -hmm. Okay, what is a pation? It is a child. Okay. A young child. It's a toddler who is in need of correction and discipline. Okay. okay. A pation needs a pedagogos. A pedagogos is a school teacher. So a pation needs. Discipline and correction. Okay. For as much then as the children are partakers of what? Flesh and blood. Okay. The world. They are partakers of the works of the flesh. He also himself likewise took part of the same that through death he might destroy him that had the power of death. That is who? Bingo. Halel. Who holds the power of death? Halo. Halo, yeah. How is how are you indebted to to death? Well, if you're working for them. Bingo. Works the flesh. 
As long as you're performing works of flesh, disobedience, witchcraft, rebellion, the whole nine yards, you owe him a debt to die. Real simple. It is really simple. You are indebted to death as long as you're performing the works of flesh. Verse 15, and deliver them who through fear of death were all their lifetime subject to debt, bondage. Which fear of death? What is fear of death? No. <clears throat> Which fear of death? There's two different fears of death. There's a, a fear of physically dying. And there's a, a fear of dying to self. Oh. Dying to self is... Dying to self means you're putting away the works of flesh. Yeah. And then... That's what they're afraid of. Yeah, and it's hard, too. It is hard. That's what they're afraid of. They don't, they don't want to give up the value, the possessions, the material. Say, are they afraid of it? Or they're afraid of they it. they just don't want to do it? They're afraid of it because they don't know what's on the other side. Oh, okay. Yeah. You following? Yeah. They, know, they know what's on the other side of physically dying. It's death, worms. Oh, yeah. It's just to the physical body. It's okay. Not to the spirit. No, not, it doesn't even have to be the physical. We were given the promise of a resurrection. Fallen? <laughs> uh, oh. See? They don't know. They honestly believe that they have to die a physical death because they don't know. They don't know what's on the other side. They've never been there. Isn't that something? Mm -hmm. I never thought that way. Yep, there's two fears of death. I never thought that way. They don't want to give up the material possessions because they literally don't know what to do. They don't know what's on the other side of that spiritual death, that carnal death. First Corinthians chapter 3. You don't have to stay there. Uh, sorry, 10. I'll, you don't have to go there. I'll just read it. Just Thank make, you. Make sure you write it down. 1 Corinthians 10, verse, uh, verse 1. Brethren, I would not that you should be ignorant. Bingo. There's the key. They are ignorant of what's on the other side. All right. How all our fathers were under the cloud. What is a cloud? Cloud is a, a covering. It's a covering. So they don't know. What, they're ignorant of what's on the other side of it. Okay. Mm -hmm. All passed through the sea. Well, think about this a minute. Because the sand of the sea. Is a filter. Is a filter. So they should be. They didn't pass through the sand. They passed through the sea. Passed through the sea. <laughs> what is the sea? 
false doctrines, false religions. Yeah, everything of this world. Everything of the of the world, the natural world. Okay. But you have to. You have to go through the sea to get to the sand. What is a sea? It's a it's a it's a it's an affliction in itself. Because you don't know what to believe. There's so many false doctrines, you don't know what's the what's the truth and what's reality. You got that right. And I have heard so many people I've read so many people posting on Facebook and social media about how none of us know the truth, so we need to be tolerant of those around us because they may know something we don't. No, absolutely mm -hmm. not. There's a difference in tolerance mm -hmm. and knowing the facts. And just being stupid. Exactly. I'm not ignorant. I'm not on that side of the crowd. I've seen through. All right? Watch this. We're all baptized unto Moses in the cloud and in the sea and did all eat the same spiritual meat did all drink the same spiritual drink for they drank of the spiritual rock that followed them and that rock was Messiah with many of them he was not pleased he was not well pleased for they were overthrown in the wilderness mm -hmm. what is the wilderness? tribulation dust of the earth Oh, yes. Mm. Okay. Go back to Genesis, uh, Genesis 13. Verse 16. I will make your seed. Again, this is Abram. As the dust of the earth, okay. so that if, let's just circle the word if, if a man can number the dust of the earth, has man been able to number the dust of the earth? I don't think so. Yes, he has. He has? Yes, he has. There's All 8 the billion dust? people on the face of the planet. There's how many? 8 billion people on the face of the planet. We know down to the exact number how many people we have. We are numbered. We're not supposed to be numbered. That's the word if. Oh, if, yeah. He okay. said, if they can be numbered, so shall your seed also be numbered. Uh-huh. Well, it's a big word. For How it. do we know? How do we know? That there are 8 billion people in the world because all 8 billion people have a number. They're all numbered. All of Abraham, or sorry, all of Abram's seed are numbered. Hello? All of Abram's seed have a social security number. Every all eight billion people on the face of the planet have a number. I know it's in other countries. Okay, they are numbered. Watch this. Arise, walk through the land in the length of it, in the breadth of it, for I will give it unto you. Then Abram removed his tent and came and dwelt in the plant of Mamre, which is in Hebron, and built there an altar unto Yahweh. 
Okay, now watch this. Who are the dust of the earth? Abram's descendants. Not Abraham, Abram. Abram. Okay, they are Abram's descendants. Abram's promised seed. Genesis 32. Thirty-two. Thirty-two. Turn right to it. Verse nine. Jacob said, "Remember who this is, because this plays a huge role." <clears throat> and who these seeds belong to? Okay. Verse nine. Jacob said. I want you to write down the name Jacob and put a equal sign next to it. O Elohim of my father Abraham and Elohim of my father Isaac, Yahweh which said unto me, Return to your country, to your kindred, and I will deal well with you. I am not worthy of the least of all the mercies and of all the truth. I'm not worthy of the truth. Did you see that? Mm -hmm. Which thou hast showed unto your servant, for with my staff I passed over this Jordan, and now I am become two bands. Deliver me, I pray you, from the hand of my brother, from the hand of Esau, for I fear him, lest he will consume and smite me, and the mother with the children. And now sayest, I will surely do good, and make your seed as the sand of the sea, Jacob, Next to Jacob, put down sand of the sea. Which cannot. There's no if. Which cannot be numbered for multitude. There are so many of the sand of the sea that they can't be numbered. Did you see that? Yeah. So how do we know that there's 8 billion people in the world? It's just the ones they numbered. Bingo. Not the ones That's they... just the ones we know of. Uh -huh. All right. Watch this. They cannot be numbered for multitude. And he lodged there that night and took of that which came to his hand a present for Esau, his brother. Two hundred she-goats, twenty he-goats, two hundred ewes, and twenty lambs. Thirty milch camels with their colts, forty kind, ten bulls, twenty she-asses, and ten foals. And he delivered them into the hand of his servants, every, every drove by themselves, and said unto his servants, Pass over before me and put a space between drove and drove. That's a lot of quitters. Let's put it this way. That's a lot of livestock to give to your enemy. Mm -hmm. okay. Very generous of him. Very generous as a peace offering to your enemy. Does that sound like he's he's value he's taken a, a value count of his livestock and said, you know what, it means nothing. It sounds like you're saying it means nothing. So somebody's been through the cloud. Uh, yeah. 
Yeah. All right. Keep in mind who it is. It's the sand of the sea that belongs to Jacob. Okay. It's the ones that do not have numbers. Dad thought for a long time that Kenneth Copeland, Jesse Duplantis, Keith Moore, and all them were the sand of the sea. Mm -hmm. They are not. They are the dust of the earth. There is a promise given to them of eternal life if they put away the works of flesh. But they cannot. Why? They're making money hand over fist. Bingo. Money. The possession. They mm -hmm. can't give it up. It's funny because they're making money hand over fist, but the money owns them. Yep. They're not making money. The money's making them. There's a difference. Jeremiah 33. What's that all about? This is getting good. There? Mm -hmm. Verse 22. As the stars of heaven, or the host of heaven, cannot be numbered. There's the word cannot again. Mm -hmm. Okay? The stars of heaven cannot be numbered. Because there's more of us than there is of them. Neither the sand of the sea measured. That sounds like he's he's lumping both of us in together, doesn't it? Yeah, it does a bit. But they're not. They're not. They're... He's likening the two together, but they are neither... The two, they're, they're not the same people. I'll show you this. As the host of heaven cannot be numbered, neither the sand of the sea measured, so will I multiply the seed of David my servant and the Levites that minister unto me. <sighs> Wait a minute. What did we just see? David was considered the prince. Yeah, that's what I thought. All right. The Prince of Heaven. Who are the Levites? Let's go back and look at it. Who were the Levites? They were lawgivers. They were, yeah, they were like they were high priests. Mm hmm. Okay. So we've got both. The, sand, the stars of heaven, the sand of the sea, and the dust of the earth, all three working together. But they can't work together. Oh, yes, they can. <laughs> you can't have one without the other. That's true. It's no different than a hierarchy in a business. You have your managers, your assistant managers, you have your CEOs. 
They all work together. They're all trying and driving for the same purpose. Let's see what their roles are. <clears throat> First Kings 18. I said 18, right? Mm -hmm. Verse 17. It came to pass, when Ahab saw Elijah, that Ahab said unto him, Are you he that troubles Israel? And he answered, I have not troubled Israel. That's pretty clear. <laughs> I am not the one doing it. <laughs> mm -hmm. <clears throat> but you, your father's house, you have forsaken the commandments of Yahweh, and you have followed Balaam. Sounds like he's making a pretty clear distinction, isn't it? Yeah, he's pointing his finger and you. Yep. Not me. You. Now, therefore, send, gather to me all Israel unto Mount Carmel, and the prophets of Baal, 450, the prophets in groves, 400, which eat at Jezebel's table. What is a table? A table. Is he talking about physical food that they're eating at Jezebel's table? No. Mm -hmm. It's talking about a religious table, a feast table. Like an altar? Basically. They they have adopted Jezebel's doctrines. <laughs> Okay, watch this. And Ahab said unto all the children of Israel, and gathered the, pro the prophets together unto Mount Carmel. And Elijah came unto the people and said, How long halt you between two opinions? How long are you going to halt between two different ideologies? Between two different religions? Two mm -hmm. different ideas? It's like science and creationism. How are you going to halt between those two? You can't have both. Either or. All right. Creationism originally was science. Today, they've split it into two different factions, and they're not separate. You can't halt between evolution and creationism, because they're not the same. No. Evolution is pseudoscience. All right? Watch this. <clears throat> if Yahweh is Elohim, follow him. If Baal, follow him. And the people answered him not a word. Then said Elijah unto the people, I and I only remain a prophet of Yahweh, but Baal's prophets are 450 men. Let them therefore give us two bullocks, let them choose one bullock for themselves, and cut it in pieces, and lay it on wood, and put no fire under it. And I will dress the other bullock, and lay it on wood, and put no fire under it. You call in the name of your gods, and I will call in the name of Yahweh. Do you see that? Mm-hmm. <clears throat> and 
And Elohim, that the Elohim that answers by fire, let him be Elohim. And all the people answered and said, it is well spoken. Good idea. Let's do it. We, we like that idea. And Elijah said on the prophets of Baal, choose you one bullet for yourselves, dress it first, for you are many, and call on the name of your gods, but put no fire under it. And they took the bullock which was given them, and they dressed it, and called the name of Baal from morning even until noon. From sun up, dawn, basically, the dusk of dawn, till noon, saying, Baal, hear us. But there was no voice, nor any that answered, and they leaped upon the altar which was made. Why did they leap on the altar? They were trying to get his attention, or they were angry. They were going to sacrifice themselves. They were going to offer themselves a sacrifice to Baal. All right? Just because they got no response. Now watch. It's no different today than what they're doing with evolution. They can't get a response from science, so they're offering themselves up. Well, let's... Let's offer our own bodies up to science and see what have, see what we can come, come up with. Watch this. If at first you don't succeed, try, yep. try again. <clears throat> and it came to pass at noon that Elijah mocked him and said, Cry aloud, for he is a god. Either he is talking, or he's pursuing, or he's in a journey. Peradventure, he sleeps and must be awakened. And they cried aloud and cut themselves after their manner with knives and lances till the blood gushed out upon them. Again, they're on the altar. Mm -hmm. They're offering themselves up as sacrifices. It came to pass when midday was past, and they prophesied until the time of the offering of the evening sacrifice that there was neither voice nor any answer nor any that regarded. Stop for just a minute there. Go back to the verse 29 and read it again. They prophesied. They were preaching, even though their God didn't exist. They got no response. They were still hanging on. He, he didn't respond to them, but they were still prophesying in his name. Is everybody following? Mm -hmm. No different what they're doing today. All right. Mm -hmm. Watch this. There was no voice, no answer. Nor any that regarded. Nobody even paid attention. Nobody even cared. They got no response whatsoever. Even though they were prophesying, got no response. I can't tell you. I'd, I'd be getting a little worried by now. It's no different than a minister standing up at a pulpit, speaking in tongues and trying to translate and saying, God said this and this. No, he didn't. Mm -mm. He does not contradict his word. I heard it one time. Mm -hmm. when I was sitting here going. I've heard it several. I heard it one time and I'm going, what are you saying? And he says, how does it do me any good if I can't understand what you're talking? Bingo. Bingo. Well, not only, I, I heard a minister actually stand up at the pulpit, speaking in tongues, then turned, turned around and translated what he spoke. That's not even scriptural. Yes, no. The it's, word says that it must be in the mouth two and three, which means one man speaks in the tongue and then two men translate it. And it has to be the same. It has to be the same. Otherwise, it's a false spirit. You can't translate your own tongue. Now watch this. 
Elijah said unto all the people, Come near to me. And all the people came near him, and he repaired the altar of Yahweh that was broken down. They broke it down because they were pissed off and Baal didn't listen to them. Elijah took 12 stones. Oh, there's your 12 stones. <laughs> Highlighted. He took 12 stones according to the number of the tribes of the sons of Jacob. Mm -hmm. I like that. The 12 stones of Jacob. Mm -hmm. Okay. We haven't even touched on the stars of heaven yet. That's the sand of the sea. All right. Jacob is the sand of the sea. What is the filter for the sea? The sand. The 12 foundational stones. The 12 stones filter out the false religions and false doctrines. Did you know that? I do know. <laughs> That's what they're there for, to get rid of the false doctrine. Do you know what rapture, where rapture came from? 1 Corinthians chapter 10. They were ignorant of what was on the other side of the cloud. They don't know what's on the other side. So they invented rapture. They will take anything. Okay. They invented rapture out of ignorance because they don't know what's on the other side. Watch. <clears throat> he took 12 stones according to the number of the tribes of the sons of Jacob unto whom the word of Yahweh came saying th this is specific this is there's a reason why it is written exactly this way okay specifically the 12 stones of the tribes of the sons of Jacob to whom the word of Yahweh came saying, Israel is your name. He's not talking about the uncircumcised Jacob. He's talking about the circumcised Israel. So again, who does the stones and the sand of the sea belong to? I would say Israel. 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 They belong to Israel. All right. The sand of the sea is Israel. The the covenanted circumcised children of Abraham. They are the filters. We're not talking about the physical Jew of the of the land of Israel today because they are not true Jews. <clears throat> but watch this. With the stones, with the stones, with the stones, highlight that. Need a highlighter? Because mm -hmm. I do. <laughs> with the stones, I'm not going to highlight my computer. Yeah, really interesting. Yeah. With the stones, what are the stones? What are the stones? What is the stones' purpose? What are the stones for? The stones are to filter, to build him a house, right? Well, for the base of the house. To build him a temple. Mm -hmm. 
Okay? So we have in this same sentence, in the same verse, what the idea of the tabernacle, the temple, was for. What was it for? The altar. We become altars. We become sacrifices. What does that mean? It means we offer ourselves up to him daily. We forsake the carnal works of the flesh so that we can have him. All right? With the stones, he built an altar in the name of Yahweh. That's a key. Mm -hmm. Do you know why <laughs> we have had to go over the foundation so many times? Got to get it right. Because so many times, as Randy Shankle put it, so many times we built it and we had to tear it back down and rebuild Start it. Start over. Because right, we over. kept doing it wrong. And the more knowledge you get, the more... Why did we do it wrong? Right there in that sentence alone explains why we did it wrong. Mm -hmm. One, we didn't have all 12 stones. We do now. Yeah. <clears throat> we didn't know who Israel was. We do now. We do now. <laughs> we weren't building altars. We were building houses. Mm -hmm. And two, we didn't do it in Yahweh's name. Mm -mm. We didn't know to. We didn't know to. We, we, we got to keep getting the knowledge. Right. All right. Now we, we keep do. getting the understanding of it. Bingo. And it's specific. It has to be built in his name or it does not work. I can't tell you how many times I've had to build and rebuild and tear down and rebuild my, my altar. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Since 1986. I'm tired of climbing up and down that ladder, putting them stones on there. <clears throat> and I say, okay, what is wrong with this picture? This isn't looking right. Mm -hmm. Something's wrong. And then I learn something else. I say, oh, crap, here we go again. Yep. Take it all down and start from scratch. <clears throat> Let's keep going. And he made a trench about the altar. What's the trench for? It's a moat. To hold runoff. Serves two purposes. To hold runoff, but also to keep false doctrines from coming across. Aha, a filter. A moat. That's sand, it's a moat. All right. As great as would contain two measures of seed. We have in society today three main religions what are they well i know one is christian one is judaism which i don't think is a religion is it it's a way of life um and i think one is uh what is it one they get over by the arab is it like a Islam or something. Islam. Yeah, Islam. Okay, we've got three. 
Catholicism is Christianity. I don't care how you want to look at it. Christianity is Catholicism. They're one and the same. Okay. The only difference is one has priests and popes and the other one doesn't. Same doctrine, same beliefs, same everything. Judaism and Islam. Okay. Okay. <clears throat> Two of these are false. Just read it right there. What is the two measures of seed? The moat is to prevent the two measures of seed. What is a seed? What is a measure of seed? It's a full-on religion. It's a religion that doesn't need to. Um, they don't need to add any more doctrines to their belief or their structure because they're done. They've they've figured out this ideology that they don't need to revamp it anymore. They don't need to add or adjust anything anymore. To them it's perfect. To them it's perfect, okay? Whereas Judaism is always, always advancing. All right? There's always something being learned. There's always something new that we didn't see before. There's always something that needs to be adjusted because, well, we didn't see it that way before. Mm -hmm. We didn't understand it that way before. Now we do. All right. Now watch this. <clears throat> and he put the wood in order, cut the bullock in pieces, and laid on the wood and said, Fill four barrels with water and pour it on the burnt sacrifice and on the wood. Dump it on that freaking altar. Soak that altar down. What, what, if you understand how the, the altars were built, they were stones laid in a square or circle, square. All the wood was piled up underneath it, and you had a little wood stack on top that you would lay your heifer or whatever on. Okay? He's telling them to drench that sucker with water. Wet wood won't burn. No. Watch. <clears throat> Pour it on the burnt sacrifice and on the wood. And he said, do it the second time. They did it the second time. He said, do it a third time. They did it the third time. The water ran round about the altar, and he filled the trench also with water. And it came to pass at the, at the offering of the sacrifice that Elijah the prophet came near and said, Yahweh Elohim of Abraham, it is specific mm -hmm. that he is using these names. He did not say Abram, but Abraham, Abraham. Yeah. Isaac, and not Jacob. Israel. Israel. That's pretty specific. Okay. You got the covenanted man mm -hmm. and the promises given to him. Okay. Let it be known this day that you are Elohim in Israel and I your servant that I have done all these things where? Yeah, his word, so he was... Bingo. He was doing it. it according to the word. Okay? Everything that he just did, every example that he just gave with the altar is exactly according to the blueprint of the word. All he's saying is, I did exactly as you, addre you addressed it in your scriptures. I did ex everything that you told me to do. 
I designed this altar. I designed everything around it according to your blueprint. What was the purpose of being washed three times? Remember, he poured water on it three times. Yeah, he did. After three times of soaking down the wood, that water is drenched, or that wood is drenched. The yeah. altar's drenched. Yeah, it's waterlogged. Yeah. Okay, watch this. Hear me, O Yahweh. Hear me that this people may know that you, Yahweh, are Elohim, that you have turned their heart back again. Then the fire of Yahweh fell and consumed the burnt sacrifice, the wood, the stones, the dust, licking up the water that was in the trench. When all the people saw it, they fell on their faces. Yeah, thank God would too. <laughs> <coughs> Some of them didn't faint at a way. Yep. And they said, Yahweh, he is Elohim. Mm -hmm. Yahweh is Elohim. And Elijah said unto them, Take the prophets of Baal. Let not one of them escape. And they took them, and Elijah brought them down to the brook of Kishon and slew them there. We have proven that this is Yahweh Elohim. And that is his name. That is his name. There is no other. Anybody else that wants to conflict or argue with it, debate it, let's take you down the river Kaihon. Mm. <laughs> or Kaishon, whatever it is. I have no problem slaying them. <clears throat> All right, Zechariah 4. I got two more verses and we'll, well, two more passages and we'll end. <laughs> You need to wake up, Chica. I'm tired. And we're almost done. Hey, do me a favor. Hey, Hold on. Uh, verse 11. Then answered I and said unto him, Where these two olive trees upon the right side of the candlestick and upon the left? I'm sorry. Then answered I and said unto him, What are these two olive trees upon the right side of the candlestick and upon the left side thereof? He's showing him a candlestick, mm -hmm. okay, with two bowls on the sides. Two. Olive trees standing beside it, okay? I want you to draw like a little U and a stick down to the center. There is actually and, and this is an interesting let's see if I can find it. Uh, there is an actual Celtic symbol I seen it the other day and I'm like, that is the exact same image. I forget the name of it. But anyway, um, let me see your pen. It looks just like this. 
looks like a pitchfork. Oh, yeah. But it is the candlestick with the two olive trees on both sides. Whoops. And it was I, it was in the Celtic symbols. And I'm like, I've seen that before. That's, That's where I saw it. What? It's on um, that Beast movie with the candle. What? Okay. Anyway. <clears throat> but watch watch this because Zachariah is being shown a symbol, an image of something. And I didn't realize it until I put it together. I was like, oh, wow, there it is. Right, plain as day. Verse 12, And I answered again a second time and said unto him, What be these two olive branches, which through the two golden pipes emptied the golden oil out of themselves? Okay? Mm -hmm. And he answered me and said, Knowest thou not what these be? And I said, No, my master. And then he said, Then said he, these are the two anointed ones that stand by Yahweh of the whole earth. Before you you jump ahead, this is the way we always read it. Mm -hmm. That's what we thought. Mm -hmm. Except the word Yahweh is not there. Mm -mm. It's the word master. Mm -hmm. Who's the master of the whole earth? Haley. No. Yahushua. He was made the Prince of Heaven. Right. Okay? That's right. So, we've got these two anointed ones, or the two olive trees, standing beside him constantly. Mm -hmm. Luke. Chapter 9. Are you coming back here? No. Verse 28. It came to pass about eight days after these things. Notice he said about. Mm -hmm. He's not being specific. He's saying it was roughly about eight days. <clears throat> he took Peter, John, and James and went up into a mountain to pray. And as he prayed, the fashion of his countenance was altered and his raiment white and glistering. Behold. What does the word behold mean? Pay attention Pay to this. Attention. Look at this. Listen to what I'm telling you. It's specific. Beside the master of the whole earth who was standing next to him. Moses and Elijah. Okay. Representative of two factions or, or seeds of Abraham. Not only amongst the star of heaven, but you have the sand of the sea and the dust of the earth standing beside him. Mm -mm -mm. All right, watch this. Mm -hmm. Behold, there talked with him two men, which were Moses and Elijah, who appeared in glory and spake of his decease, which he should accomplish at Jerusalem. They told him exactly how he was going to die. 
they told him exactly how his altar needed to be finished. Is everybody following that? Okay, watch this. But Peter and they that were with him were heavy with sleep. Then how would Luke know? Unless he was shown it, told it. Okay. Remember, Luke was not an eyewitness. It's true. He was a disciple of Paul's. So Paul had a little understanding of why the two were there. And he related that to Luke. Okay, watch this. <clears throat> Peter and they that were with him were heavy with sleep. When they were awake, they saw his glory and the two men that stood with him. And it came to pass, as they departed from him, Peter said unto Joshua, Master, it is good for us to be here. Let us make three tabernacles. What do you see the problem with? He's going into the, the physical. He was looking more at the works of the flesh mm -hmm. instead of understanding the purpose of all three of them being there. That's the completion of one house. That was the completion of one temple built already. You following that? Mm -hmm. You can't have a temple without all three being present. Watch. <clears throat> one for thee, one for Moses, one for Elijah, not knowing what he said. Having no knowledge of what he just said. While he thus spake, there came a cloud and overshadowed them, and they feared as they entered into the cloud. Again, the ignorance on this side of the cloud. They had no idea what the crap they were talking about. And it's true. Everybody on this side of the cloud has no idea what they're talking about. They don't understand scripture. <clears throat> there came a voice out of the cloud saying, This is my beloved son, hear him. And when the voice was passed, Yehoshua was found alone, and they kept it close and told no man in those days of any of the things which they had seen. Why? Because they didn't fully understand it. You can't explain something if you don't know what you're talking exactly. about. Exactly. How am I supposed to explain to somebody of what I saw when I don't have an explanation myself? Yeah. If you ain't got it clear here, you ain't going to be able right. to get it out. Okay. Now, that being said, let me show you what Paul saw. Acts 24. Brooklyn. And we'll end on this one. Mm -hmm. We'll end on this one. Where's my... Acts 24, mm -hmm. verse 14. But this I confess unto you. Again, this is Paul talking. After the way which they call heresy,
even the Jews didn't understand it. Remember the Jews being on this side of the cloud. Right. So worship I, the Elohim of my fathers, believing all things which are written where? In the law. And? Prophets. Okay. You have two seeds of Abraham right there. Mm-hmm. The law represents the sand of the sea. Or is it the sand of the sea? Hmm. Was the law ever intended to filter out the false doctrines? Well, the law was to show you what the false was. I don't know if it was to filter it out. Okay. The law was designed <clears throat> to identify what the false religions were. The law is the dust of the earth. Hold your hand there. Go to Exodus chapter 20. Genesis 20? Exodus 20. Well, you don't have to go there. Just write it down. <clears throat> Exodus twenty twelve, honor your father and mother that your days may be long eternal mm-hmm. upon the land which Yahweh Elohim gives you that was a covenant to the dust of the earth mm-hmm. okay so the law was given to the dust of the earth who had the promise of eternal life they didn't inherit it yet but they were given the promise is everybody following it All right. I want you to draw that diagram that I just did. Yeah. Put on one side the law. Mm-hmm. All right. The sand of the sea is the prophets. Put the prophets on the other side. At the bottom, I'll show you what to put here in just a minute. Going back to Acts. Believing all things, and the word believing again is obeying, all things which are written in the law and in the prophets in the sand of the sea and the dust of the earth and have hope toward Yahweh which they themselves also allow there's not a religion on the face of the planet that doesn't allow hope in Yahweh or forbids hope in Yahweh okay now watch this That there shall be a resurrection of the dead, both of the just and the unjust. They all believe, every religion believes, that there's going to be a resurrection of both the just and the unjust. Everybody's going to be, we're all going to meet somebody someday. 
We're all going to meet them one day. They just don't know how. But they believe it. They believe it. I mean, my aunt says repeatedly, "Oh, we're gonna see, we're gonna see Beverly again. You know, when I die and go to heaven, I'm gonna see Beverly. You're gonna see him again. They believe that. They just don't know how. They think they're gonna die. They don't know that they don't have to. All right. They all believe it. They all agree that we're gonna see them again someday. I've heard that from a lot of different people. Yep." All right. Herein do I exercise myself. This is what is again, it's the word exercise. This is where I discipline, I train myself. Mm -hmm. This, right in this area, is where I'm training myself. Resurrection. To have always a conscience void of offense. This is where I'm training myself. This is where I'm exercising and disciplining myself. To always, always have a conscience void of offense towards Yahweh and Ben. He's flat out telling him, I am working against the works of the flesh. I'm training myself. I am disciplining myself. In stopping the works of the flesh. The works of the flesh is the only thing, the only reason why you have to condemn your conscience. Alright? What's hey, this? I've been, I've been trying to, since I'm up all night, mm -hmm. I've been trying to concentrate on when I was stepped out in the spirit and figuring, you know... If all of this doesn't mean anything, then I've got to go back to that point when I was there and see what I was thinking at the time. And I, I mean, I, I realized, I said, it's a totally different mindset mm -hmm. to to put it the only way I can right. figure out to put it. It is. It's a different different thought process, a different mentality. You don't think or see things the same way. Not at all. Mm -mm. All right. <clears throat> uh, verse 16. And herein do I exercise, exercise or train myself to always have a conscience void of offense toward Yahweh and men. Now, after many years, I came to bring alms to my nation and offerings, whereupon certain Jews from Asia found me purified in the temple. They found me purified, holy, separate. All right. They, they found me that way. They found me without offense. Neither with multitude. I wasn't with anybody. Mm -hmm. Nor with tumult. I wasn't raising ruckus. Who ought to have been here before you and object if they had ought against me? Or else let these same say, if they have found any evil doing in me while I stood before the council, except it be for this one voice that I cried standing among them, touching the resurrection of the dead. I am called in question by you this day, touching the dust of the earth. That's why I'm called into question. 
Did you see that? He was explaining to them, you have the right to eternal, you're the dust of the earth. You have the right to eternal life. And that's what they threw a fit about. They didn't want to be the dust of the earth. They want to be the stars of heaven. The ego stepping in then. Bingo. That's the, the problem with the Jews, the flesh. It's ego. They want to be the all in all. They want to be the number one. They want to be high above every other nation. They want people to come worship them. That's not how it no. works. No, 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 no. Mm -mm. All right. Any questions? <clears throat> You're probably going to have a lot. Not that I can think of at the moment. I've got a lot of stuff to chew on. <laughs> all right. There's five all over.